0: Welcome to Christ Church.
1: The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy.
0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to Luke. The Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, say first, peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking, whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me, and whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. The seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing will hurt you Nevertheless do not rejoice at this that the spirits submit to you but rejoice that your names are written in heaven The gospel of the Lord
1: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. I want you to think back to your days in school. Some of you may be, it may be an easier task. But was one of the greatest things you could fear in school was a pop quiz. So I'm giving you a pop quiz today. Um, how many of you brought something with you to church today? Ladies, purse? Okay, don't be afraid. Man, guys, wallet, yeah, you all failed the gospel today. (laughs) So this is a confusing message that we have today. Jesus knows that his 12 disciples cannot do the job themselves. They were never to do the job themselves. He knew that he was going to draw people in his mission and his journey to help. So here he's got 70 people, sends them out in pairs, and here they go out into the world to do what he's taught them to do. Does that seem terrifying to you? A little bit, right? I, I'm just crazy enough that I would, I'm fine with knocking on somebody's door and probably staying with them for a few days. And I may or may not have actually done that in my life. I'm not going to tell you, yes or no. But um, <clears throat> here's, their, here's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to go, they're supposed to put themselves out there literally, physically put themselves out there to others for the mission of God and the mission of Jesus and the gospel. But he says, don't be afraid about anything because God is with you. You have all the tools you need. Just go to somebody's house and say, hey, peace be upon you. That seems really simple. But have you ever met someone that you maybe disagreed with about something and you could tell really, really quickly, where you try to be kind to them right away and say, hey, how you doing? I'll say, my name is Justin. i shake their hand. And you just get that vibe that it's not going to work out. You're probably not going to be buddies. And what does he say to do? Oh, you're done. You're out of here. I'm out. I'm not doing that. We're not going to do that because there's no peace there. Your peace will return to you when you say that. Have you ever experienced that? I, I have. It's scary. Right, But here we are, this mission of Jesus, and we have the tools we need, and yet we don't do it, or we're not good at it, we don't succeed when we think we should be succeeding. Um, so this harvest that he's talking about, is, it's plentiful, right? We live in Oklahoma, we talk about farming and agriculture, there's a reason he used agriculture for his examples, because they knew that. That's all they knew, fishing and agriculture and all those things. But he said, look how much there is to do, how much harvesting we have to do. But there's not enough people to do it. So what does he say? Go get more people to do it. Right? Go find new laborers, and and this mission will be accomplished. But it's not that simple. It's not that simple. We plan for things. One of my favorite cartoons I've ever seen in my life was just shortly before our son was born, a friend gave it to me as a, ha, you're going to be a dad in like three days kind of thing. (laughs) And it was a young man packing a minivan with everything you could imagine for a baby, right? There's a checklist and the wife walks up and she's going through the checklist, stroller, uh, playpen, whatever they're called. I can't remember anymore, but he goes, she goes through this whole list she goes, okay, I think that's going to cover us for the afternoon at my sister's. <laughs> the whole van is full. And that's co- totally opposite of what Jesus tells his disciples to do. Don't take anything with you. Everything will be provided for you, no matter what. Raise your hand if you think that sounds like you're winning that end of the deal. Right? Right? I'm joking about failing the gospel this morning, but he watched his disciples fail over and over and over again. Did he ever give up on them? No. Did he push them farther and farther? Yes. So that's what he's doing to us. We fail this Christian journey every day. It stinks, right? Because we are human and we have the ability to, to put ourselves out there or not. Now... My very first day of being a teacher, two years ago, I'm not, I don't have it down pat yet, um, but our headmaster stood up and said, okay, I want you to do something. I want you all, to the teachers, he said, I want you all to fail on the biggest, grandest scale you can imagine this year. My first day of teaching, I was like, yes, <laughs> I think I did that this morning. But we, we're given permission to put ourselves out there. Given permission to try something big, and if you fail, guess what? It didn't work. Then you fail. Look at the people who are super successful in our world. Warren Buffett, he didn't get where he is today by playing it safe, not taking risks. Bill Gates, anybody who has been successful has failed on purpose. If you walked into work tomorrow morning and went to your boss and said, Hey, by the way, I'm going to screw everything up today, and it's going to be awesome. What do you think they would say? You can't do that. John, you don't get to do that. (laughs) But what would they say? They might give you an empty cardboard box. Say, you can go ahead and put your stuff in there. You're not going to need it tomorrow. That doesn't happen in our world. But Jesus is giving us permission to go up to people we don't know, people that we have disagreements with, and finding commonality and finding peace and finding relationship, right? Does it, for those of you who are not extroverted, does this make you kind of queasy and panic a little bit? Because your job is to go out and do new things and meet new people and talk to them, interact, build relationship. That's what Jesus was about. But we can't do it sitting back. I don't know how many times I've said it in churches and how many times I've heard it in churches, but this is not necessarily the church, my friends. Jesus didn't have a church. He didn't tell us to build a building. He said, just love your neighbor. And even in the collect today, it says, help us with pure affection to love our neighbors. Pure affection. We don't get to feel that very often in our world either. But today, you get that. Jesus is telling us today, go out, meet someone new, and fall on your face in failure. But then pick yourself up and say, okay, this isn't going to work. We're going to move on. Don't take anything with you. If you're going to take a road trip, how many of you just hope your gas tank lasts to the first town where you can get some more? Or do you fill up before you leave town? Right? You check the tires. You pack seven hundred thousand things in the back trunk, and then on the roof, and everything else. So we can't—we're somewhat incapable of of just doing things. We have to plan. But today, I'm going to ask you all a favor. Think about a way this week that you can live into this gospel message. How can you approach a stranger? How can you approach a coworker that maybe you don't know, but you've kind of heard some things? Right, we all we all have coworkers like that, and if you don't know who they are, it might be you.
0: <laughs>
1: it might be you that people are going. I'm not sure about this person. Maybe maybe someone seems off-putting. Maybe they are ha- going through a hard time. Maybe they they just recently got a, a medical diagnosis, or they're going through a divorce, or a spouse or a loved one has died. We never know. We're not going to know until we put ourselves out there to be with them. To be with them in the love of God and in the call of a Christian disciple. That's what we're called to do. So I'm going to give you a challenge this week. Okay? Introverts, beware. This is going to be harder for you than the extroverts, but that's okay. My wife is a, I saw a thing the other day, an extroverted introvert. I would never heard that before. Where you don't really mind people, but you just assume not them be around, them not be around. (laughs) But here's your challenge: work, or neighbors, or someone in this room. Look around really quick. Look at this. These are your laborers that you're with today. This is what you. This is, this is who Jesus is counting on. How does that make you feel? I think it feels good. I'm excited to be on this journey. But you got to find someone new who you don't know. Maybe someone at work who you've heard some things about. Or maybe someone that you know has something completely different in mind for life than you do. And just talk to them. That's it. That's the mission of Jesus. It's so easy on paper. It's so easy to say, oh, yeah, I could go out and meet new people. How many of you really, really enjoy complete strangers and and talking to them? When I do. When I was a hospital chaplain, my wife said, there's literally no more perfect job for you. You're getting paid to walk around and talk to people. (laughs) We take two cars to church. We take two cars to family things because I want to stick around. But your challenge is meet someone new who doesn't think like you think. And I may have even challenged you to do that in the past when I was here. But this one's different because then you have to invite some commonality and find it together. Find a way to become laborers together in this journey and on this harvest. Right? That's what we're called to do. And you can't get out of it if you're going to live into your Christian walk. And I'll commit to you today that I'm going to meet someone new this week too that I'm going to go out of my way to find someone that's probably not thinking the way I think. That excites me and doesn't bring much fear, but for some of us it does. But trust and know that God is always with us. You have everything you need to do it. You don't even have to have the right words to say to them. Just talk to them. Tell them about yourself. Ask them, tell me about you. They say something controversial, the best line of supervisor at the hospital ever taught me. That sounds really important to you. Tell me more about that. Tell me more about you. And allow God and the Holy Spirit to work to build this Christian world in a way that we are incapable of doing. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more, go to ChristchurchTulsa.org and peace be with you.